0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. live. live.
1: Welcome to the Locked On Hornets podcast. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do. And that's make more sales. Make sure you are following us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets and on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked hornets. You can find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug at Doug Branson, L O H, and Nada at Nada the scribe. You're part of the Locked On Podcast, your team every day. Visit LockedOnSports.com to check out all of our podcasts on the NBA, NFL, MLB, and fantasy sports. Again, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We have a summer league game tonight at 5.30 between the Hornets and Oklahoma City. It'll be the second time the Hornets have played the Thunder after beating OKC in the first game, but likely no Malik Monk tonight. Not a fractured right thumb, but it's messed up somehow. We we don't know if it's... We'll see if it's okay. We'll discuss that later on. Matt Geiger fact of the day, 19th best beer in Charlotte, 19th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. Maybe a satchel of NBA LOLs dropped in today, and we discuss some Adam Silver comments. But first... We have a special guest on the phone line right now. We'll get to him, and that is Rick Bennell of the Charlotte Observer. Rick, how are you doing today? I'm great. do you
2: want me to hear do you want to hear my great Matt Geiger story
1: yeah i it's in fact Rick, I was not going to let you leave without asking your Matt Geiger story of the day. Please share with us immediately
2: well, beyond all the weird stuff about him you know after he retired you know interfering with a catch at a, at a at a Tampa Bay Rays right. game and and the menagerie and his uh, you know in his in his uh, estate and all that stuff my best Matt Geiger story is um, you know he had an injury in that playoff series right before he was hitting unrestricted free agency and really cashed in and Dave Cowens who obviously was as old school as they come um, was very frustrated at the fact that Geiger was not available in the playoffs and so one day I and Richard Walker and John DeLong, uh, the beat writers at the time, we all walked over to Dave during a, 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 um, a practice between games and asked him what he thought about Geiger's status and you know if if he had any information for us and Dave being Dave he just looked at us and goes oh I don't know it's some kind of ass pull I don't know why (laughs) Matt Geiger
1: has been kind of our adopted mascot for the show here Rick we we had I had it all started with the top 30 Hornets of all time in honor of the 30th anniversary and I had Matt Geiger high I put him 21 just the sentimentality and, and looking at some of the numbers that he actually played pretty well for the Hornets in his time here. And now, of course, that has led to a Matt Geiger fact of the day. So we have adopted Matt Geiger as our mascot of the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing it.
2: You know, your your colleague over at ESPN 730, I'll invoke invoke Bobby here. Sure. Um, Matt was kind of the... my byron Mellon's of his day i would say in <laughs> yeah. <some ways. laughs>
1: He's, yeah it's I, i've gotten some heat for it but i, I did love me some <laughs> Mad geiger so again we have adopted it thank you so much for the story and again we'll move on uh to what's going on now with the charlotte hornets and rick i guess real quickly first off some storylines dropping in the nba yesterday jeremy lynn is traded to the atlanta hawks rick do you miss the jeremy lynn fan focusing so much on charlotte
2: I miss Jeremy. Um, the <laughs> you know what I'm about to say here. Yes. yes. Um, ha- covering Jeremy is very much a mixed blessing. Um, you you immediately when Jeremy um, is on the roster of the team you cover, you wonder why you're out of nowhere. You're getting all these followers on Twitter, and then you realize that some of those people are. Um, how, what's a nice word to use? Um, peculiar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doug, we we've had some run-ins on this podcast with Jeremy Lin fans, right? Like, so the fans have attacked the podcast as well, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Oh, sure. Well, they attacked. We were not alone in that. Right, right. Like, they attacked
1: I, everything. I feel like every. They're like locusts. They go from town to town wherever Jeremy Lin is, and they destroy everything. So that is. And, Jeremy and
2: Lin. boy, that's a um, that's a scary accurate analogy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. And, it's and and you know it's. Uh, let me tell you how. Much so, um, my my close friend Chris Vivliamore, who uh, you know has covered the Hawks for a long time, and does both some writing and some editing um, for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. At six thirty this morning, I sent him a text message that said, <laughs> "We need to have a chat." About the Jeremy Lin effect, it's it's different. <laughs> we need to let people
1: know. There needs to be a warning. There needs to be a siren. Jeremy Lin is coming to your town. Not just because of Jeremy Lin, who is a fantastic human being and a pretty good basketball player as well. The fans are coming with him. And there needs to be a warning and a siren. So good on you, Rick, to, to let and,
2: and And in all fairness, by the way, this has absolutely nothing to do with Jeremy Lin. What I'm saying is Jeremy walks her life with incredible... Grace and dignity and a plume, and we've legit. It's just, it's just sort of the like Beatles, like <laughs> you know, thing that surrounds him that gets a little weird. Well,
1: and we've legitimately missed him here in Charlotte the last two yes. years without him. And I don't think there's any question about it. And Rick, getting to that backup point guard spot, uh some other news going on in the NBA. Isaiah Thomas he signs for the league minimum with the Denver Nuggets. Now I'm curious, Rick, you know, the Hornets they signed Parker for two years, ten million total. Rick, would you have rather seen Charlotte go after Isaiah Thomas or even some of the other guys out there like a Shelvin Mack or Shabazz Napier rather than bring on Tony Parker for two years?
2: Isaiah, no. And I'll tell you, um, Walker, it's interesting you ask me that question because um, just the other day when I was headed to Adam Silver's press conference out in Las Vegas – I was chatting with Steve Ashburner with nba.com and I suggested a, a like a you know obviously Steve covers the whole league and I suggested a story to him that I think somewhat applies to Isaiah which is you know there's a there's a line that's been around for a long time a lot of people attribute it to Bill Belichick the idea that the greatest ability is availability and I think we, we are seeing that very much in the NBA right now. You know, what I'm saying is when you combine how long it took for a team to take the, take the leap to draft Michael Porter combined with how little um, money there was out there for DeMarcus cousins combined with the fact that Isaiah Thomas is going to play for a minimum one year contract. Does that not say to you that even if people have a lot of talent The NBA has very little patience with waiting for people to get healed again.
1: What about Mac or Napier, Rick? Would you have rather seen him? Or or is there another name on the free agency market that you would have liked to have seen rather than Tony Parker with the money? Does that bother you enough to you would rather have a different name?
2: The money is is not a big deal to me. I mean, and and I say that for two reasons. One, because I don't think five million dollars a year in the current NBA for a backup point guard, a position that's very very important, is is anything excessive. Um, and also, I I think that there's a distinct possibility if Tony plays well, if they're of a mind to do this, say Devontae Graham, you know, re- is you know really shows. Um, I think that Tony could be a, a Pretty valuable as a trade commodity, hypothetically, in February. So I don't have a problem at all with the money. Um, I do, in general, kind of like the idea of having a backup point guard who you think you know, has a chance to be around for the long haul. But I think that you know that's how much they think of Devon A. Graham's potential to be in. You know, in all honesty. Um, but as we know. All things Hornets, sooner or later, circle back to how long Kemba will be here.
0: And, Rick, speaking of how long Kemba will be here, you had an interesting tweet out a couple of hours ago about how the Knicks and the Nets just suddenly got interesting and even talked about a Nets-related trade, possibly.
2: I don't know if, if suddenly got interesting. That is the best way to put it, but there is no maybe about the fact that um, both the Nets and the Knicks are going to have a ton of cap room um, in the summer of 2019. And as you guys know, you know, I've always – I've thought for a long, long time that the sum of all fears for the Hornets is not losing Kemba, but losing Kemba for nothing. And I just – you know, I just really wonder um, – you know how they're going to continue to manage this because sooner or later, if they let keep kicking the can down the road, they're going to end up with, with a, with a decision between either paying Kemba a massive, massive amount of money, um, after eight NBA seasons or losing him altogether. If they don't, you know, if they don't preclude, you know, that eventuality by getting what they can for him. Um, I'm not necessarily saying they have to do that, but I am saying that I agree with something Bobby, really smart Bobby Marks told me several months ago, which is that if they, if they feel the need to trade Kemba so, sooner or later, the longer they wait, the less they're going to get.
1: Rick Bunnell of the Charlotte Observer joining us here on the Locked On Hornets podcast, and Rick, you brought up Devonte Graham weird injury. It feels like everybody was trying to Google it, trying to figure out as much yeah. information as possible. <laughs> what, what can you tell us, Rick?
2: Well, first of all, I was thirty thousand feet above the air, flying home from you know Las Vegas, on, and I'm God Wi-Fi's on Wi-Fi on planes is the greatest invention <laughs> in 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 man's history. Um, and I see this, and I am frantically trying to find out. What a condylar lesion is. (laughs) It was not fun. Um, I will say that that word lesion is really scary. Um, But from what I've been able to detect, it can mean almost anything. Um, My guess, and, and this really is a guess, is that they have probably found some, you know, there's probably some kind of bruise underneath the cartilage in his knee that's causing swelling. And it makes an awful lot of sense this time of year, particularly, you know, you know they've seen what he can be. They don't – you know, he does not have to be on a basketball court in any consequential way until late September if something needs to get fixed. So if this had to happen, this is a good time for it to happen, and I think it made a perfect sense to shut him down and get him back to Charlotte where the best orthopedics orthopedists can, can figure out what's going on.
1: And Rick, a couple more questions before we get you out of here. And just yeah. first off, Bis being in summer league, obviously Devonte Graham was one of the guys that looked and very impressive. And is there anybody else in that rotation that you think helped themselves the most so far watching them?
2: Well, first of all, there's no question in my mind that Devonte, you know, really demonstrated. I mean, he, he made, he's the unicorn. He's an actual second round pick that may work out very, very well for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, Beyond that, I'll tell you what. Something else that I was really intrigued by was um, Willie Hernan Gomez. You know, you'd hear, heard this talk about how he was extending his shooting range, and it was kind of like, oh yeah, I heard that one before with other Hornets. Um, he, boy, he did some nice stuff. Yeah. Uh, he hit a, he had a couple of really nice corner threes, and made me think that if he can, if if people are even scared of the potential for him to do that, that makes him a dramatically more effective NBA player in the modern game. And,
1: Rick, finally, last thing before we get you out of here. Being yeah. around Summer League for a while with the Charlotte Hornets, you know, going there and at least paying attention year after year and, and, and buying into these guys or not so with the play that they demonstrate, how often are there any examples that you can think of where the players actually build off of their strong Summer League or it actually just they don't build off of it at all
2: and it was a complete mirage what we saw? I think just a year ago. I think that um, – you know, as unfortunate it was as it was that Malik couldn't play last season, I think that that created an, an even better platform for Dwayne Bacon. And I think he walked away from summer league with a really healthy, um, not only confidence, but sense of momentum. And he went to work hard in the practice gym last season. You know, you heard frequently um, Steve Clifford say that he thought that there was a, you know, he saw a starter potential In in Dwayne Bacon down the road Um, that I think I'm not implying that that uh, how he played in the summer league was central to that, but it was a significant little step.
1: All right, thanks a lot So Rick Bennell of the Charlotte Observer joining us here on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Rick, thanks so much, man. We'll talk to you again uh, another time. And also, by the way, thanks so much for the Matt Geiger story. We we love you for it, giving us, again, some more of our mascot here.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, guys. Have a great summer. All right, all right you thanks. Too. You
1: too, Rick. Again, Rick Bennell of the Charlotte Observer joining us here on the Locked on Hornets uh, podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. We'll take a quick break. We'll get to that Matt Geiger fact of the day. I know Nada's got to love all this Matt Geiger talk. Absolutely. Matt. Oh, yes! Yeah. <laughs> Don't we, uh, we have a new intro for the Matt Geiger fact of the day from Steve Bob, correct? This is Locked on Hornets. Did we like the Marco Bellinelli experiment here no. in Charlotte? Are we glad that he's kind of he's gone? I'm I i one of those that's kind of glad he's has gone. One of the too.
3: only players that has blocked Locked on Hornets on Twitter. Did he block us?
1: <laughs> yeah. He blocked us. Did, 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 did we hate on him? Did we come at him for something? or?
3: So I may have said, and I didn't add him or anything like that, but I may have said that his defense on LeBron James at one point resembled that of a potted plant. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
1: If you want to support our show and the amazing people that put it together, consider joining our Patreon community for as little as $1 a month. You can help us keep making the daily Hornets content that you've come to trust. Go to patreon.com LOH. There's a link in the description of this episode. Get double entries into our contest and access to content before anyone else. Patreon.com LOH. Every dollar goes to making this the best Hornets talk in all of Charlotte. So we got... Good uh, information from Rick Bennell on the injury we for Devontae did. Graham. We got some good stuff on, on his takeaway from Summer League. We got some good injury information on Devontae Graham about his lesion. Also some good injury information on Matt Geiger with a nice ass pull that he had all those years ago during the playoff. <laughs> during yeah. their playoff Ow. run that the Charlotte Hornets had. I mean, only Geiger, right? Ass pull, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> condylar lesion. <laughs> two very different descriptions of injuries. What what sounds worse though? What sounds worse, ass pull or a uh, condylar lesion? I think condylar
0: an ass, lesion, and it, I don't think it's close.
3: It it sounds worse. A condylar
1: lesion. It sounds worse because an ass pull sounds like something that you do almost on a daily basis. If you get older, you're starting to get old. You just get out of the chair too fast. Got to pull my ass.
3: Pull pull the old ass, <laughs> <laughs> man. Damn. <laughs> what, up, what happened there? Was watching football, <laughs> got up too fast for some chips. Yeah. pulled the ass.
1: I should have. I should have been a little bit more careful reaching for the potato chips. But you know didn't what, active,
0: Bob didn't activate. the But the, the condylar right lesion, no.
3: you're right, it's mysterious. The thing is, when I went to research it,
1: which everyone in the world did, I loved looking at yeah. everyone's amateur analysis <laughs> on what a condylar lesion is about how long Devontae Graham is going to be out, what it actually is. Some people said that doctors got it wrong and it's actually something different. Hey, hey, like, hey, hey. I hey, love hey, that. Hey, it's hey, hilarious. Hey,
0: hey. Stop. You, I was one of those Did you say, say that? that. <laughs> so yeah, you, just said, you just no, said no, they made
1: doctor. up a particular term. That no, no.
0: I didn't say that they got it wrong. But what I said is how did the doctors not necessarily pick this up during the screening? Oh,
1: well, no. And that's not even what I was talking about. I was saying like the, the, little, the literal term condylar lesion, people were saying, no, oh, that's made up. This is what they mean. (laughs) I was like, all right. We all of a sudden got a lot of people knowing what this is.
3: The only information that I could find on it, usually WebMD comes through in the clutch for all of the, and we all become amateur doctors, you know, figuring, like we know, we know exactly what this injury is. Only information that I could find, we're on like JSTOR... Like medical, it was not WebMD. Yeah, that you had to pay for. I'm like, listen, I'm curious about what this injury is, but I'm not paying for a research paper <laughs> to figure out what a condylar lesion is. Now, I'll pay all the money in the world to figure out the origins of Matt Geiger's ass pull. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where I draw. The <laughs> right,
1: run. I'm 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 emptying out the wallet to see what kind of at what kind of stipulations an ass pull brings uh, to you. Absolutely, that's no, the no, that's no. the injury to research. Y- y'all
0: all again, y'all can have that island. I'll be right here, <laughs> me and Wilson. Uh, But it
1: sucks, right? Like, here here we have Devontae Graham, someone that we just had a a ton of fun watching in the summer league, someone that looked in control, he looked fantastic, and yet, here we get this very mysterious injury to where Devontae Graham was fine and shoot around. It was something that came about that no one had any kind of clue, where he, again, he was fine and shoot around, then all of a sudden, what is it, it gets inflamed, he starts to have some discomfort in his knee, and now you get this, and it does not look... Like it's a good injury. It does not look like it's small potatoes, where it's like a you know a one a misdiagnosis for Malik or even something that is not a very serious injury anyway. This Which looks to other, be very again, real.
0: Again, the other great reaction on Twitter from Hornets Twitter was check again, yeah, especially right. after Malik. That was the better one. I put one. that out there. Yes, you did. You <laughs> did put that one out there. It was very funny. I laughed very hard. But it being a cartilage related injury is not something that. Gives you any kind of right. hope?
1: Kind we of don't hope. have a lot of information. What we know is it doesn't sound good. No, it, it doesn't sound like there's anything. It doesn't sound small potatoes. It doesn't sound like Devontae Graham is going to come back. He's day to day for a summer league game. Is right, an right? Ass,
3: is an ass pull a cartilage issue? What's what's back there? That's a muscle, pull. It's muscle definitely that's muscle issue.
1: Okay. That's that's the old gluteus maximus, exactly. Pulled. Got There's it. definitely a problem there, and you can yeah feel free to look that up on WebMD, or if you just want to pay for all the research in the world, that would be fine, I'm too. I'm going to
3: WebMD ass pull. Speaking <laughs> of <about>, oh <God. laughs> if you
1: can, please do. Please do. I would like to see the information on that. And while you look that up real quickly again, so you have Malik Monk. It, we, we get it's almost bad news, but it turns out to be okay. And now we get this from Devontae Graham. Would you agree with Rick that Billy Hernan Gomez, someone to take away from this? Absolutely. We talked about him a lot.
0: What, which which is funny because I started thinking about this like a couple of days ago. If he extend, and we know he's a plodding guy on the floor, on defense, he plods. He's not going to be the best defender that you can come up with. But if he can consistently hit that three-pointer, if he's a diet Brooke Lopez on that contract, that's a steal no matter how you look at it.
1: Well, and, and again, here's something where I've talked about that five position. Cody, you would put your money on to be the starter. It's it. I'm not I, so sure. I would put my money on him being the starter, but it does get interesting now, right? No, no like, it's
0: absolutely interesting. This is a fight.
1: Because Billy Hernan Gomez now gives you the ability to stretch the floor and... And we had heard that a couple of times about Cody Zeller, and we hadn't seen it. No, we we haven't. We have seen with our own eyes now that Billy is able to hit a couple of corner threes. And we we haven't seen him hit from anywhere else beyond the arc, but that's good enough, right? That's all you need. So you you get to see him hit a couple of shots from beyond the arc in the corner. I would still put my money, if you force me to bet, I'm still putting my money on Cody Zeller. But you're right, Nada. I mean, Billy Hernan Gomez now gives you a... A skill that Cody Zeller does not, and maybe Borrego, and with some real minutes with the lineup of Kemba, with Marvin, with your A list guys, maybe Billy gets to see some time out there because you want to spread the
0: floor. I, more importantly, at this point, now we have outside of two spots now, three got three positions that are wide open, and competition will only help bring this team even better coming into the season.
3: I think at this point I've been most impressed by what I've seen out of Billy Hernan Gomez, both from a consistency uh, aspect. I mean, he's able to go out there and give you consistent double doubles against summer league competition. Yes, but also, but it's what he's
1: supposed to do, right? It's what he's he's supposed to
3: do. And also the aggressiveness of his game so far, it reminds me a lot of what Trevion Graham did in, in last year's, summer league now he only got what three games before he before injury took him away from summer league but you saw him just on a mission and it meant more rotation minutes for Graham come that next season
1: and already seeing the impact of Bismack Biombo because it seems like Billy Hernan Gomez took a page out of his book going with the Eurostep. and that is obviously a Bismack Biombo specialty looking at what Billy Hernan Gomez did on the fast break tea. um did we find anything on the ass pole or was it hard to find
3: Uh, No, it actually is possible to strain your gluteal muscles. It is a condition that is rarely seen in clinical practice, according to physioadvisor.com.au. There are three grades. You had to to go to an
0: Australian (laughs) website?
3: Gluteal strain.
0: Things
1: are rough down in Australia. You have to go to an Australian. Those Aussies, they they pull their ass all the time.
0: I mean, is kangaroo injuries up there too?
1: Uh, it would make sense. Uh, speaking of ass poles, Doug, do you want to do it? Let's go to it. Let's go to the Steve Bob new intro, just a little bit altered. We will now go to the Matt Geiger fact of the day. <laughs>
3: Ravi, I, A, that guy got the day on so back up singers for the Hornets, traded with college,
2: reached JB. James Rego is the new coach, and that's got nothing to do with this.
3: Damn that said, but it's all the things I have to say. Steve, by Pors, DJ.
1: That's a good one, man. I mean, it's it's all fantastic. Doug, let's hear it. What's our Matt Geiger fact of the day?
3: Someone has to explain the this. So this is based on In My Feelings, right? Yes. By yes. by Drake. Am yes. I correct in yes, that? Yes, And correct. so this is a thing, right? I haven't really looked too much into this. In My Feelings, there's a challenge, apparently. Yes.
1: Well, like, well, like there's a challenge, and it's it's kind of been a popular saying for a while. Like, you know, you, you see hashtag. If there's it, like somewhat of a soft post, hashtag In My Feelings. It, right. it I'm look, upset
0: now. So I'm upset, but
3: what's the challenge?
0: There's a dance—basically, there's this rapper called Shiggy, and he came up with this dance to end my But I feelings. thought this was
3: by Drake.
0: Yes, people come up with dances to other people's songs. But there's though. another
3: guy named Ch- Chiggy. Yeah, Shiggy. Shiggy. Yeah, Shiggy. And it's, a, it's a soft sh- C. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, yeah. So, soft S. Okay. Like, like an SH. H- like an SH H- 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 you're Shiggy. putting together. Not Shiggy. Chingy. Sh- Chingy. Shiggy. Although Chingy back in the day. Chingy right, back in ahead. the day. But the big thing with this is that— when we had the In My Feelings challenge, mm-hmm. Will Smith came through and crushed a building on it. Like, Will like Will Smith is my he spirit He got shiggy animal. with it. Yes, he did get shiggy that's, with it. That's damn good, Doug.
1: <laughs> that's damn oh, good. That's your best one. By the way, is this music still going on? I, I love yes. this. He
3: made us a bed. Thank that's you. an industry term. Yeah, he made us a little I'm proud of music. all my friends today. That's great. <laughs> Matt Geiger's most embarrassing moment on the court was when he was in college at Georgia Tech He missed a dunk. That's it? No, 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 no. That's the Matt Geiger fact of the day. I wonder if he pulled his ass on that missed dunk. (laughs)
1: Probably. Probably. (laughs) Two feet, Matt. Got to go off two feet. Um, All right, so now we'll move on to the 19th best Charlotte beer of all time. You'll give us a beer. You'll pass those around. Then we'll get to the 19th best Charlotte Hornet of all time. So, Doug, you got your beer ready to go?
3: Okay. So, if you listened to the last episode, you may have remembered that I said that I didn't believe that number 19 deserved to be 19, that it deserved to be higher. This is a list that I stole from the internet, but I also manipulated this list somewhat. Uh, so, now
1: everything you're going to list, it deserves to be in its place because you finally put it in its place. No, is I forgot.
3: Correct? No, I forgot to move it higher. So, it's just going to stay where it is because I forgot to do it. <laughs> okay. So all right th- the credibility of this list stands because this was first of all this is Matt McKenzie's list on Charlotte Magazine follow him on Twitter uh, the, there's a link to uh, his Twitter account in the in the show Dumb notes. notes yes, sir. All right number 19 the 19th best Charlotte beer is Cream of the Crop. I love this beer. Heard of it. Don't think I've had it. I haven't had this one before. It's by Free Range. They have a new great brewery in Noda over in North Davidson. And this is, I'll read what Matt McKenzie says, and then I'll give you my take. He says, a great introduction to craft beer for a novice. This cream ale is light in body, hot profile, and overall flavor. And the flavor is, as you can maybe uh, figure out from the title. No, it's cream of the crop. It's corn. It has a very like uh, corn flavor uh, in a good way. Didn't expect uh, that. I was expecting
1: cream soda type. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. kind of lost. You don't me. you don't like it? You don't
3: like the sound of that? I don't like no. the sound of it. No, no. I mean Not cream really. corn. Cream, and, cream and, corn, and, no. and, and I'm Not willing cream corn. It's just it's got a very corn. <laughs> if you've ever had like corn beer, mash whiskey, or or like if you, I you want know mash what that whiskey. Corn-
0: if I want mash whiskey, I'm drinking mash whiskey. I'm not drinking a corn beer.
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound too appetizing. And I'm also, I understand that you have some jalapeno type beer as well. Like, And that might not sound appetizing. I don't appetizing. like to see.
3: I don't like the jalap. Keep the Mm-mm. jalapenos Mm-mm. out. Put the corn in.
1: Yeah, I'm not on board
3: with no, that. No, no,
1: no. I don't think i I think, I think I'm all right with that. I mean, I guess I have to try it now because it's on the list, but maybe I don't have to, but would I like Would there be to a vegetable
3: out. that you would be okay with in your beer? Because there Hell are, by the way, there are no. vegetable
1: beers. I have no... What? No. Yeah. Vegetable beers?
3: There no. are vegetable
1: beers. Like, like as in an alcoholic form of some vegetable tasting beer, or is it just like what they call a vegetable juice or I something? I think
3: it's part... Yeah, they're ve- vegetable beers. No, 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 no.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm good fam. That, That comes close to Vegemite, another <laughs> Australian product that, you know what, I'm just good.
3: Coming on the hot heels of fruit
0: beers, we've got vegetable beers.
1: Fruit beers are bad enough. And fruit beers taste. I yeah, you're right. I'm not. I'm. I don't love them, but at least they sound a little bit more. You, you guys
3: understand that that beers have ingredients. That it's not that beer is. They don't just like. And, and I'm cool with vegetables not being part just of those mine, ingredients. They don't just mind beers. They are made from things. <laughs> they, they, yes, they I do. But at the
0: same time, I'm not drink. I'm not going out there and drinking a Brussels sprouts beer. Let's that's, be that's, real.
1: That's very true. Yeah, I mean, it, it's another ingredient, but I'm just not down for it. I'm exactly. with you on it. All right, let's move on. 19 best Charlotte Hornet of all time. Got the beer. This guy is going to be. Um, I I think we're we're good at top 20. I've told you that. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of of clashback from people who are in the top 20 as a whole. You might want to rearrange the deck, but I think the top 20, as far as those guys are concerned, I don't think you'd have them go 21 or beyond. So let's get to it. 19, the 19th best Charlotte Horde of all time, goes by the name.
3: Of Hersey Hawkins. Whoa! Whoa, that's going to really... People are going to love this pick. Love uh, me some
1: Hersey Hawkins. Coming in at 19. Just ahead of Vlade Divock. Only two years. So, again, the longevity does hurt, but such a good player. Probably one of the best, like, one time all stars, right? Like, yeah. your constant fringe all star. He does have an appearance, but a constant guy who probably deserves some consideration, but just not strong enough to get there at the wing position. 14 and a half points per game each of his years here. Uh, fantastic shooter, of course. Good defensive player. Doesn't get enough credit yes. for his defensive abilities, by the way. Would get shipped off to Seattle the following year And got year abused by Jordan there. And got abused by Jordan there, but did have a tremendous career with Seattle. Just, just one of the more underrated basketball players, I feel like, in all of the NBA. And also, doing a little farewell tour with the Charlotte Hornets. Coming back in 2000-2001, playing 59 games, and eventually calls it quits from then. But those two years in 93, 94, 94, 95, Hersey Hawkins was a badass, man.
0: I like this. Dare I say, I think he should have been higher. Yeah, okay. I, I think he should have been higher.
3: As I, a kid, I thought it was Hershey Hawkins.
0: I think a lot of people probably
3: Everybody made that did.
0: mistake.
1: Okay, good. I would think so. I mean, it, it sounds too similar. To, it's
3: good yeah. not to feel alone anymore. No, I there, lived with this secret for a long time. We're here for you. We, I'm, it, you're it, you're we are that. somewhat supportive. No, I'm, I'm with you in that. I wonder how many people Hershey had to correct. Everybody. No, I'm sure people around his circle and, and people who knew of him and his game and, and around his college years and stuff knew his name correctly. No, but no, no. I wonder no. when he made Everybody. it to the NBA, how many people he had to correct.
1: Everybody. So, and now here's and, – and, and I'm going to tell you this, Nada. So, he comes in at 19. Yeah, he knows. He got I, I come in at 19 with Hersey Hawkins. You think he should be higher. I'm telling you, you look at these names – it's it's tough for me because, again, I love Hersey Hawkins. I would imagine a lot of Charlotte Hornets fans do. And you look at the names ahead, and I, I can't – like, there's there's too many names here that I just can't put Hersey above. So we'll get to it. It'll I, I, again, it'll out.
0: be interesting arguing time. Right. I, I will say this. For what he did as a great defensive two-guard, great defensive two-guard, the only person that he couldn't check – was the greatest basketball player of all time, and the greatest basketball player of all time toyed with that man in those playoff series. Well,
1: and, and that's fine, right? And like I don't fine. think we're going
0: to hold that against well, him. You, and, you can't.
1: And it was just it was just the one playoff series, right? That they played against the Bulls. Is that yep. correct? That it, was one. He,
3: he toyed with him, and, and
0: he basically ruined that man for
3: ninety six and. <laughs> you you know who he reminds me of offensively? Who who's that? Malik Monk. The way his pull up jumper and how quickly he could get it off, yeah. and his ability to shoot—I mean, he was not as
1: athletic as Malik, probably, but still a a, a shooter. That like doesn't that. make me feel good, Doug. That makes sense. Well,
3: you want—I mean, we like
1: Hersey, but you just want Malik to be a little bit. And they better were about better. the same size too. I'm with you on that. They are, and just again, Hersey probably not as athletic, but again, Malik—that not a bad comparison for. I don't Doug.
3: think a lot of guys back then were athletic as. as athletic as the players are now they did
1: it off grit and grind hersey hawkins one of them all right we'll take a quick break we'll come back we'll talk about a little bit with what adam silver has to say about the nba having some new rules maybe in effect next season or maybe in a couple of seasons um here in the future so we'll get to that as well as maybe a possible satchel of nba lols who knows we'll see what doug has to say about that i'm walker mail alongside Nada edwards and doug branson you're listening to the locked on hornets podcast You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. And Doug, don't you have an Eldon Campbell like stuffed animal type thing?
3: Yes, I do. I got it at the last regular season home game that they had before they left for New Orleans. I, look, I love me some Eldon Campbell, but is that is they, that the they guy? were just they were clearing everything out of the house because it was whatever they gave to the fans that night. They didn't have to take with them to New Orleans. Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com.
1: We all played NBA 2K, correct? All of us. Doug, are you a member of the 2K community? Back in the day when we would do the, I think this would have been around like 2011, 2012 in that time frame, when we would play the classic teams against each other. Mm -hmm. My number one team that I loved to play with was the Seattle Supersonics. Oh, yeah. And it was Gary Payton, Hersey Hawkins. Talk about everybody's been able to shoot threes except for Sean Kemp. But you had your four out, your one in. Yeah. Supersonics ahead of their time with Sam Perkins at the five.
0: Yeah. Sam Perkins at the five. You had Detlev Schrempf. You had the greatest Former goon. Yeah greatest goon of all time and frank Brokowski off the bench on that team <laughs> it was i love that Nate team. mcmillan on that team too. yeah right great defensive back look that was a deep that was a surprisingly uh, deep team they that just that happened to run into the bulls
1: that that's my favorite team in classic 2k teams to go with also another great one i mean we could do this all day but orlando magic is always fun to play with penny penny's unstoppable i feel like in that game
0: he is unstoppable that, that's why i don't like playing with him oh, 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 oh it's a party up in
1: here
3: go ahead doug satchel of nba lols if you're new to the show we have a satchel here a magical satchel that delivers hilarious nba moments and when you hear the sound you gotta pull so let's dig deep down ass pull pull gotta pull i want to go i gotta get deep because we haven't done this in a while here we go and i've got it oh man So uh, this comes to us from Dime Magazine, part of the uh, Up Rocks family. This is uh, a yeah, yes. not as yeah, uh, exactly. close to yeah, exactly. Home base. So uh, the Clippers are apparently offering stadium tours with access to the famous secret tunnel. You guys remember the secret tunnel? Absolutely, we do. <laughs> This was great. I'm this is my when tour right now. This is when uh, Chris Paul returned to Staples Center for the first time after being traded or after leaving the Los Angeles Clippers to go play for the Houston Rockets, and the game seemed to be fine. I mean, it was a it was a hard fought game, but there were some words had between it's the Rockets yeah. and Blake Griffin and Austin Rivers, and a con- a contingent of Rocket players got together. And through a secret tunnel that only, I guess, Chris Paul knew about.
0: Players entrance, yeah.
3: They they accessed the Clippers locker room and confronted Blake Griffin and Austin Rivers. And now the Clippers have said, okay, we're going to take advantage of this and show off the secret passageway.
0: Yeah, I guess I get why. But I don't think there's any problem with it, right? I mean, you can I, show
1: I it mean,
3: off. it's kind of lame. Like, <laughs> a,
0: like well,
1: the whole thing was are lame for to begin it,
3: with it. I mean I paid for it. Uh no, listen. What what else are they going to show? They're not going to take them by the trophy case, right? right. That's full of Lakers stuff. That is so that clever. You're right
0: about that. That is true. That is
1: Come that is see so our
3: clever. secret tunnel.
1: <laughs> I mean, what what's the I mean, the best thing you have is a a drop series against the Houston Rockets when you were up 3-1. Like that's the best thing that franchise has right now, right?
3: From yeah. the from the email, the tour includes a locker room visit. A secret tunnel access. (laughs) We're going to Hogwarts.
1: And then 2018-19
3: seating options. So this is something to get season tickets
1: No, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of the Clippers doing that. Adam Silver had some comments all about the landscape of the NBA and possibly some rules that will take place in years to come. Uh, First, we'll go to the age limit. Adam Silver says, quote, My personal view is that we're ready to make that change, that it won't come immediately. But he is ready to make that change. Now, again, this is alluding to the one-and-done rule that is currently in place right now that keeps college basketball players in college or keeps really any player coming out of high school in college or at least one year removed before you can enter the NBA. Now, with this age limit being limited, that would then eradicate the one-and-done rule where players would be able to enter the NBA right out of high school and not force these guys really, and their best option, to go to college. There have been a couple of other guys that have gone through the loophole that have either gone overseas, or you did see the one guy this season go to the G League, or it was uh, a different type of league. I forget where he went, but but he did not. It was a Syracuse recruit, and the name is escaping me. But that's the first time we've seen that, a, a high recruit dodge going overseas or going to college but we haven't seen it much yeah i mean everyone goes to college at least for one year and then every single year in the first round all the guys that are the top 10 picks they're all freshmen i mean you're exactly. they, all the lottery picks are freshmen it doesn't
0: pay to be upperclassmen.
1: and not it does not at all so you're starting to see this rule now probably be on its way out. I know Brian Windhorse has commented on it quite a bit that it's not if, it's when now. And it seems like Adam Silver is kind of vindicating that. What's so the holdup? That's
3: my—I mean, we've been talking about this for forever now, and, and it's a farce already, as you guys just alluded to. So what's the holdup? Let's just do this. Yeah, I, and I, I don't know what the holdup is. I,
0: I guess it is because you have all these people that have already committed, and you don't want to necessarily damage your feeder system in and the NCAA, if you go, okay, next year we're not going to do this anymore. Let's get rid of the one and done rule. This is
3: part, but it's partly the NCAA's fault oh, no, that we're even in this mess. So forget them. Let's no, let's. I say, <laughs> let's pull the trigger. <laughs> I'm here for that. Push the button. Pull the lever. Whatever. You just want to push the lever. And I just want to push whole or pull something. And let's get these kids an opportunity to play. Just don't pull your ass. That's all I ask.
1: (laughs) 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 So that was Adam Silver on the age limit. Adam Silver on the NBA competition. Of course, everyone kind of angry that Golden State gets DeMarcus Cousins. The league is dead! And they have all of this talent already. A lot of all-NBA selections, and they only add to their repertoire. He says on NBA competition, quote, I love where the league is right now, but I think we can create a better system. Let me make clear under the current system right now we want teams to compete like crazy. So I think the warriors within the framework of this deal should be doing everything they can to increase their dominance. But again does say I think we can create a better system. I'll go to you guys
0: on your thoughts.
3: The NBA is over as we know it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, honestly the big thing <laughs> you want to you want to create better competition, get rid of the draft. Get rid of every oh my incentive God.
3: Get Not of, this guy. Get when did of, we invite this guy to the get rid of the draft guy get to the show? Get rid of
0: the draft. Get... In.
3: Get you're right the every- draft is not fun. People don't pay attention to it. Let's get rid of it.
0: Free agency is just as
1: much fun. Free agency would be fun though. I'm actually not terribly against this idea.
3: I like the idea of really like, like free the agency draft. prior to the draft, but well, w- I let's do agree keep that. the draft.
1: Well, and, and I and I love the NBA draft, but I think would also love just as much with these guys signing. Here here's where my thing comes in. I don't think the draft like I don't know how much that goes into the competition of all this and not I think you've alluded to this point as well and you're in favor of it. I'm in favor for the salary cap to be fine the way it is, but not limit what individual players can make. Yeah, no. Get rid of the max. Because that would be awesome. So if you want LeBron James, then pay the dude $60 million if that's what it takes. If that's yep. what you want, but do it at your own risk. So now you can have to f- try to figure out what kind of depth you want. What kind of other your yeah, second try. and your third tier all-star you want to be? Like that's what I want to see. Yeah. The draft, I, I get it. I get your point. I get the draft like being there. I think it's a lot of fun to see the draft. I would not have any problem if you just got rid of it. But I think if you want to really try to get red of all of this that we're seeing right now with Golden State, because players are choosing to make super teams now. It's just different than what it used to be, and I don't even care about that. But if you want to truly make something different in that regard, then allow other teams to to be the
0: highest bidder for whatever piece they want, and let them go off. Let them go off the handle. The one thing though, and I think we've seen it at this point now, is that unfortunately teams are say, players are saying, you know what, I'm good on the super max. Let me go play in a better environment. We're seeing Kawhi do it. We've seen other guys like Paul George say, you know what? I don't care about the Supermax. So let let me go find somewhere where I can actually win, go play with some other guys.
1: The one question I would have, though, and, and you're right about that. So And there's no perfect way to do this. But the one thing would be is, okay, is this good environment worth playing for? Twenty million dollars less instead of this one. Like once
0: you start getting Paul stupid George, money, Paul George started. Paul George said no. Twenty million a year, No. yeah. No. I'm, I'm talking twenty million a year, not just. Yeah, that's true. He's yeah. no, but remember, he said no to forty million dollars. You're right.
1: You're right. And, and honestly, I think that was not well thought out by him. No, like with the Pacers situation, it doesn't make any sense, and that's why it was so weird to see Paul George do what he did. But that's where I think you start to get real interesting do you want to pass on like just some ridiculous amount of money in order to play for a better situation, then you wouldn't have the, make you would have these guys trying to make a lot harder of a decision.
3: Whoa to the NBA! We are truly in the last day. Oh, wait a minute. Is this Lakers-Warriors opening night? Oh, my.
1: Yeah, that Lakers. sounds interesting. Exactly. Bron Bron going up <laughs> against Golden State. I'm here for that.
0: Yeah. And, uh, no, I mean, I, I think—or you could just keep it the way it is. I, I mean, and I'm cool I'm, with that. I'm too. kind of—I <laughs> do think there needs to be a tweak. I do think this can get better. I think that, again, max salary, again, getting rid of the max probably helps a lot more than people think, like you're saying. I think getting rid of the draft to a degree helps, especially when you stop having teams focus on, okay, let's recoup some assets. We, We can actually call it tanking for what it is. It's basically...
3: We can save some money. You—that is a pipe dream. They will not get rid of the draft. Oh no, I know they won't. They will not get. Then why do we talk about it? But here's the thing. Here's what we can talk about. Do we... I you just know, don't want
1: your nonsense
3: on this. Because airway. this is it's it's a, Because this is the pipe dream that people talk about, and I'm like, you're asking to take away something that people enjoy participating in.
0: Free agency again, and we,
3: and, and it offers that's a cool it, thought. And though. it, in its current form, offers teams like the Charlotte Hornets the opportunity. to opportunity is the key word to acquire talent and keep that talent for seven to eight years. And you would be taking that tool from them,
1: but you would also have the money to bid. If if you wanted to go after some of these guys, you could just bid higher than what golden state does. Exactly. And again, this is, and the one thing I'll say about that is what's funny about this is, is golden state, they built their team through the draft and they just hit on everybody, so they created their own situation. This is not some big market like the Lakers, like the Knicks, like Boston, just basically beating up on everybody because our city is better than yours and everyone wants to play here. Golden State's a small market. You know, OKC, they built themselves a good situation drafting KD, drafting James Harden. They messed that up themselves by trading James Harden away. So you're talking about two small market teams that built themselves through the draft, and maybe the draft does help in that regard, but also – you're talking about getting rid of the max, and I'm more focused on the max in the draft, even though I do see some certain points that not is saying. Like, it's not, it doesn't just completely prohibit small market teams from thriving in the NBA.
0: No, it doesn't. And I think with certain smaller market teams, and like you said, with the, and that's another point of competition. Look at what Joe Lacob and all those guys do over there. Joe Lacob is probably one of the most ruthless owners. Again, he's the same guy that said light years ahead of the league. So if you really want to improve competition, when some of these other guys come out and some of these other guys decide to sell their teams, and who knows if New Orleans is going to be one of them, who knows if Brooklyn at some point might be another, get some of these ruthless Silicon Valley guys in this league. Watch what will happen.
1: And I also just wonder again, just real quick before we end it here, like, it also could just be the same, yeah. And I'm cool with it. I mean, if we, I, I, if with it, all this talk about if there needs to be a tweak, like you, do you have a problem with how it is right now, Doug?
3: No, right? Because no, we're that's, watching that's right. the the greatest, most talented basketball players on earth do right. their thing, and we're in a. Go- I just feel like we're not appreciating this golden era of basketball that has been bestowed upon Wait, us. Mr. What the people want, the people that want parity. I would just take you back to the the post Lakers dominance of the early 2000s and what we had to endure. You mean Spurs ball? Yeah, like I don't I don't want that again. I'm fine I'm fine, you know, participating in the Hornets regular season and then watching these super teams <laughs> do their thing. We have two different leagues right now, and and I think it will change eventually. I think the the lawyer in Adam Silver sees the long term and understands like we are in we're in a phase. And that phase will change and there's no reason to do what NASCAR has done, which is see that's the danger that the league can get into is constantly tinkering until you've completely And they still have some tinkering they need to do. Right. You know, but and, you're but right. you you can't recognize that sport anymore and people are leaving in droves. Why would Adam what incentive does Adam Silver have to change anything? No. Fifteen and-
1: bosses and and you're right about that. And that's why, and, and look, it, it's a fun conversation to have. Like, I'm, I am want to have the conversation just because it's fun to think of these plan Bs and, and alternate routes that you could take. But I also think that where we are is just fine. The ratings are going to be just fine next season. People are going to tune in because you want to see Goliath fall down to a legitimate David. And I think all of it is just going to be fine. Everybody watching the NBA just like they were last year and the year
3: before. You make a great point, Walker. I don't think he should listen to anyone and make any of these changes except Except the one change that I want, which is the rule change on the age limit. Do that immediately.
1: And I'm with you on that. Yeah. And that's just more for players having the free will to do what they want to do. Exactly. And that's what it all comes down to. So maybe...
0: (laughs) Just appease me.
1: Right. Like changing the (laughs) NBA in the regard of trying to create parity... Maybe you just keep it the way it is, but I agree with you.
0: Don't we have an announcement before we bounce out of here?
1: Uh, Do we? Oh, about the new schedule coming up. Is that correct? Yes, Yes. we do. Thank you, Nada. So new schedule is going to be just two days a week. So now we'll come back next week. We will now do our podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays, just two days a week. Again, we were doing Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We'll pick it up daily once the season starts to get here. I mean, what, what are you thinking? Probably like mid-September? Is that what you're Probably. thinking? Maybe some... early
3: September, mid-September. <laughs> I'll have to go back and check when we did, but it'll be around the same time we did last season. Running evening. out of content, folks. It's going to be tough to try to create the content. We can A lot you some more, more Matt Geiger stuff <laughs> coming, though, let me tell you. <laughs> well, we
1: can maybe think of some Hersey Hawkins fact of the days for you. I'm sure a lot of people would prefer There's gonna that. There's going to be some Patreon
3: stuff we're
0: going to do too
1: yeah there's going to be a lot of stuff that we're constantly trying to contribute but again we will just put it down to two a day with summer league about to come to an end and we will be giving you the locked on hornets podcast every tuesday and every thursday all right thanks for listening to locked on hornets here on the locked on podcast network follow us on twitter and instagram at locked on hornets subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, stitcher overcast Wherever you get your podcast, just search Locked on Hornets. Again, we will be back with you on Tuesday. Thanks again for listening. I'm Walker Mail alongside Nada Edwards and Doug Brandon.